What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So today is the anniversary. It's the 18th anniversary of when Sean Green set a major league record with 19 total bases in one game. That's still the record for most total bases in a game. I talked about the Josh Hamilton game a few weeks ago. It was you know the game that Josh Hamilton had 18 total bases, which is an American League record, but the major league record is one more total base. That's 19 by Sean Green. He did this on May 23rd, 2002. It was an afternoon getaway day at Miller, Miller Park in Milwaukee. And this was a 16-3 Dodgers blowout of the Brewers. But Sean Green had a monster day. Six for six with six runs scored, four home runs, seven ribbies, and like I said, 19 total bases. So let's take a look at what that record setting day was like because that record still stands i mean how do you have 19 total bases in one game i guess i just told you how but we'll look a little bit more into this so i mean sean green was actually in a a little bit of a, a struggling time you know he got off to a slow start on the season you know he's a good hitter he had set the dodgers single season home run record just the year before but you know, he got off to a slow start. This is May. You know, you're like, what, like five, six weeks into the season. And people want to start seeing you produce. And home fans are, were booing him. And the media criticism was starting to intensify. So, like I said, this happened on May 23rd. A few days before this, May 18th, he was given a day off. You know, he, he was given a day off to kind of get out of his, his funk. And he was just working on a swing that entire day i mean he actually wrote a book about this in 2011 he called it's called the the way of baseball finding stillness at 95 miles an hour but on that day may 18 he took bp until he was just completely exhausted he said he was trying to get to the point that he would take his mind out of the equation and just let his body do the work you know just all that muscle memory to just do the work he said he got a blister on his hand from all the hacks but i guess it paid off the results quickly followed i mean that was May 18th on the day off. Just a couple of days later, May 21st, the opening game of the series in Milwaukee, he homered twice. And then the next night, he tripled. And then in the series finale on the 23rd, that's when he just absolutely went off. The first inning, he lines RBI double. Second inning, he smacks a three-run homer. He hits solo shots in the fourth and the fifth. He hits a single in the eighth. And then a solo shot with two outs in the ninth. I mean, a four home run game. It's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. He said that, you know, up until that point, the ball had been looking, you know, when he was struggling before that series in Milwaukee, the ball had been looking like a ping pong ball. You know, it's tough to hit, moving fast, everything. But on that day, it just looked like a softball. It slowed down a lot. And he said, you know, the six weeks before that, the ball seemed to be going really fast. But all of a sudden... He was able to sit back, wait for it, and he was he was seeing the ball really well. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, that's one of the greatest games by a position player in MLB history, but was it the greatest? How do we even determine whether or not this was the greatest game, you know, at the plate by a position player in baseball history? It's not that simple because, I mean, let's say we're if we're talking about a pitcher, it's more straightforward. They have perfect games, and then there's like the game score. We talked about the Kerry Wood 20 strikeout. One hitter from 1998, 
you know, the game score condenses a performance into a single number. That game by Kerry Wood has the highest game score. And many people would, you know, use that to conclusively say that he has put together the best nine-inning outing of all time. But there's no such number that exists for for hitting. I guess, you know, you have, like, win probability added and things like that with Saber metrics. But you could also define the best as, you know, a variety of ways. You know, I talk about win probability added. If you look at the highest single-game record for that, there's someone by the name of Arch Shamsky. He played for the Reds. Arch Shamsky of the Reds. He came off the bench and hit three game-tying or go-ahead homers late in a game. They actually lost to the Pirates in 1968. Sorry, 1966. You know, that's... For, for those of you sabermetricians, that might be the... That might be the um, you know, the route you want to take. But that takes context into account because, you know, those home runs he hit were game-tying or go-ahead homers. It doesn't necessarily mean he had the best offensive performance. He just did well in, you know, big situations. Then you could take the run-producing approach. There have been two players that have driven in a dozen runs in a game. Both of them played for the Cardinals. You have Jim Bottomley in 1924 and Mark Witten in 1993. I mean, Witten also hit four home runs in that game, but 12 ribbies in a day. Then there's the out-avoiding approach. Uh, you have a player who never made an out. He had nine plate appearances. He reached base safely in all nine of them, six for six with three walks in an 18-inning game. That was Max Carey of the 1922 Pirates. And then you have the nothing-but-homers approach. I mean, Sean Green and, you know, Carlos Delgado, those guys have each hit four home runs in a game. You know, they had at least four plate appearances and they homered in each of them. But, you know, all these performances have an argument. All of, all of these have an argument. But if we simply define the best game offensively as the, the one where a player did the most damage, then Sean Green's performance in Milwaukee is unrivaled. I mean, think about it. He's the first player to both score and drive in at least six runs in the, in the same game. So scored himself, and then he drove in, you know, another, you know, at least six. He's the only player to hit four home runs in a game while still getting six total hits. He's the only player to have six hits in a game with five of them going for extra base hits. I mean, and like I said, with the 19 total bases, four home runs, a double, and a single, that adds up to 19 total bases. Nobody in Major League history has ever done that. It's an astonishing feat, and it, it's crazy. It's it's also crazy because that obviously he broke out of whatever slump he was in, and it bust forth what had been a miserable season. He had a great stretch after that. I mean, before that series in Milwaukee, when he like when they arrived in Milwaukee, he had collected 19 total bases in his previous 18 games combined. And then, you know, obviously he did 19 total bases in, in just one game. But in that one series in Miller Park, his slugging percentage went from 346 to 494. And his single, I mean, his season home run total tripled from three to nine. And, um, yeah, he, he would stay hot. He would stay hot. Absolutely. I mean, it was just the beginning of one of the most blistering power-hitting streaks in MLB history. I mean, he homered three more times in three games at Arizona. He went deep again in the Dodgers' first game back in L.A. after the road trip. And, you know, he he launched 10 home runs in a seven-game span. 
So a lot of people would look at this as this was he was an all-star caliber slugger and he was just regressing to the mean. He wasn't going to be in a prolonged slump for a while, which is pretty fair, honestly, because he was a good player. But from that first game in Milwaukee through mid-June, when he homered in four straight plate appearances over two games against the Angels, Sean Green became one of only six hitters to hit as many as 17 dingers in a 23-game in a span. I mean, if you look at the list, it's it's a who's who. I mean, most home runs over a 23-game span within one season, you're looking at, you know, top of that list is Sammy Sosa with 21, Barry Bonds with 18, then tied for 17 is Sean Green, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and John Carlos Stanton. So you see he's right, you know, he's right there in the midst of all these great sluggers. But, yeah, I mean, he stayed hot. He stayed hot until June, but then, you know, in the second half of the season, he finally slowed down with the home runs. But, you know, by that time, he had already hit 24 homers in 43 games. Only Bonds, Maguire, Sosa, Stanton, and Babe Ruth have hit more homers over such a span, a 43-game span. But at the end, Sean Green ended up exactly where he was supposed to be. You know, he's an all-star caliber player. He ended the season with a 154 OPS plus, a 7.0 baseball reference war. And those are similar numbers to what he had the year before. You know, he he crossed the 40 home run plateau and 110 ribbies for the second straight season. He 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 did well. I mean, fifth in the NL MVP finish, and he just had almost a carbon copy of the season he had the year before. But Sean Green was, you know, he, he was one of one of the really good sluggers of the time. I mean, unfortunately, he had a shoulder injury that kind of sapped his power when he entered his 30s and his numbers fell. And, you know, he'd move on to the Diamondbacks and Mets and retire after the 07 season. But he'd finish his stellar career 328 homers. But those four that he hit in Milwaukee are, are going to stand the test of time. That one afternoon, I mean, he, he staked a legitimate claim to the best game ever produced by a big league hitter. So... There's a little lesson for you in case you didn't know about that game in Milwaukee. That's what it looks like to collect 19 total bases in a game. But that is all I have for today. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.